Hello, Teaching Plus listeners. I'm Jana Greckel, Associate Professor in Sociology and member of the Festival of Teaching and Learning Steering Committee at the University of Alberta. CTL has reimagined the festival this year in an effort to continue featuring the great teaching happening on campus. This podcast series features instructors teaching ideas and experiences accepted to the 2020 Festival of Teaching and Learning. The Centre for Teaching and Learning website at ctl.ualberta.ca is home to more podcasts and webinars from the 2020 Festival of Teaching and Learning. Welcome Teaching Plus listeners to another of our Festival of Teaching and Learning podcasts. Today we're going to talk with Dr. Kyle Whitfield, Associate Professor in the Faculty of Science, School of Urban and Regional Planning, and Brian Brawl, Team Lead and E-Learning Developer with the Learning Engagement Office within the Faculty of Extension. We're going to talk about their proposal for the 2020 Festival of Teaching and Learning, specifically around teaching and learning excellence and the culture of teaching and learning excellence. So uh, let's welcome each of you individually so that people know your voices. So I'm going to say welcome to Kyle. Hi, good morning. And Brian. Good morning, Alan. Perfect. Um, So to get us started, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about your investigation into building a culture of excellence in teaching and learning? Sure, I'll start, uh, Ellen. Um, A handful of months ago, Brian and I were both in the Faculty of Extension, and we worked together to explore and conduct a scan of the culture of teaching and learning. We set up a small working group of four people and conducted brief interviews with all the academics of the faculty. And then we presented that information back to the faculty members uh, so they knew the the results. So this wasn't a formal study that we were doing, but this was more about um, organizational development. And that was the the purpose of of this um, project. So I guess you you mentioned that you came together as as a team of four. What was the impetus around coming together to ask this question and look at this topic? Uh, Well, for me, um, I had been doing, um, I'm really passionate about teaching and learning. And um, I had been doing some reading about the characteristics of teaching and learning, but from a a culture perspective in a post-secondary institution context. And then I was looking around my own faculty, and I wasn't seeing uh, what some of those characteristics were. And so that was the um, the impetus for me to um, start really uh, digging deeper into um, exploring this culture of teaching and learning in the faculty. My interest um, is stemmed from um, from a professional perspective. Uh, I've always been involved with working with instructors and students and subject matter experts to develop successful educational experiences for students. Um, so I've been doing this kind of work for about 20 years now. So from the literature and through our observations in the faculty, we saw that a strong culture of teaching and learning is a valuable component or contributor to the educational uh, experience. So the research literature supports this. And the groups that we saw that seemed to have a strong teaching, have stronger teaching bonds were delivering some high quality education. So why was this? So in this inquiry, 
we wanted to look more closely at how the teaching culture plays a role within this faculty. What did you find out? Um, what we found was uh, not a unified whole. We found quite a bit of division between perspectives amongst these 15 academics. Um, for example, there was polarity uh, between those who said it was a strong culture and those who felt that it wasn't. There were those that said that academics just don't have time for anything extra regarding teaching. They just run in to the classroom, teach and leave. And they, they don't have any extra time to be creating this culture of teaching and learning. Some said that there was collegiality amongst the academics but not a successful um, culture of teaching and learning. So people weren't against each other or there wasn't animosity between each other, but there just wasn't this uh, whole uh, in terms of working together to want to create this a, a greater culture of teaching and learning. And there were those that said that a teaching, uh, that a culture of teaching and learning was strong at the program level level. And so what I mean by that is um, we had a, a master's program and there was a lot more unity uh, happening with the faculty members in that master's program because their, their offices were all beside each other and they co-taught courses together. So that gave them an impetus to, um, to work much more closely together. So it may, um, a culture of teaching and learning may have been strong in this one small group of, of four or five faculty, but not amongst the whole 15. So that's, I mean, that's generally what we found. In developing the culture of teaching and learning, we found um, that it was, in, uh, there was some really uh, significant barriers to prevent um, a strong culture from forming. So the most common one was the time needed to dedicate to developing the culture. Uh, another one was recognition and value of teaching excellence. So this comes from a top-down perspective that in the group, uh, it's often uh, perceived that perhaps teaching and learning is not as valued as other parts uh, of the position. Um, also, that was significant. a significant barrier was how can we set up the communication channels to connect the instructors? So how could they get together? Um, would it be through face-to-face -face meetings, workshops, uh, emails, number of other tools? Those communication channels weren't really established and they found that, well, they have to be convenient in order for people to use them. And, and uh, just on top of that, um, there certainly were not, um, any awards, teaching awards, for example, in the faculty. So there wasn't uh, uh, incentives to, that, that could be one incentive for enhancing um, teaching and learning culture. Yeah, I think that this whole, your, your, your point about it, the culture was strong with people who could communicate regularly about teaching because it was convenient, right? Or at least stronger. So something that I know we've been talking about is 
how do we encourage those types of conversations to happen while we're at a distance and while we're separated? And I know this wasn't part of your study, but I'm wondering if either of you have some thoughts on what that might look like. Yeah, I think you have to be, um, number one, quite strategic in wanting to do that and in being committed to saying, okay, we're going to meet every Monday. Um, and that's the topic of discussion. Um, we're going to talk about our teaching and we're going to help each other uh, look for improvements, for example. So you've got to be quite strategic in, in making that happen. And, um, and people have to really want to be there and they have to want to um, go beyond themselves in their teaching and create a broader, a broader sense of unity in the teaching role. And that, that certainly, I can see that being done over Zoom. I mean, we're talking about conversations and communication. Yeah, Kyle, I completely agree that those conversations can be had. They're, they're not as organic as they used to be, right? So um, from, from the two of you, how could your findings from this study, such as you know, the communication piece, be useful to other instructors, departments, or faculties at the U of A for any advice? So I think what's really important in this specific time uh, we're in the midst of a COVID crisis and that has changed so many of our practices and our focus, uh, our focuses, just, you know, the instructors, they are looking for ways to get through their courses and to teach online. It's really caused a major disruption. Uh, I know Ellen in CTL, you've been at the forefront of, um, of addressing as many of these concerns as possible, but, when we are talking about the number of instructors on campus looking for support and help, uh, your group of four educational developers, they don't have all the resources. So out of this crisis, I have seen new support groups pop up amongst the professors. So, and that is really the only way we can do it. We, we, we can't have everybody go to four people. Um, so some of the times I, I'm here about instances where the deans are, are creating teaching groups amongst the faculty. And that is getting instructors together and working together on how to teach online, how to teach their content online specifically, what they can do uh, to fill in the gaps that you can't do with online learning. So this has been a real fantastic experience in that sense that I believe it has brought instructors together. It's brought professors together and the online teaching is that much better because they are working together. I think it's a really important um, lesson that we're learning out of this crisis, that for educational needs, it is best when we work together. And, and, and sometimes that's the only way we can do it. And, and just to add to what Brian is saying, to confirm um, what he's saying is that I think that we... Uh, in the process that we've gone through, I think we've created um, a fairly good process of, number one, uh, beginning to scan the literature on the characteristics of teaching and lear uh, of learning and, and what that means for a culture. 
And then being reflective and looking at our own uh, environments and seeing, are those there? And uh, scanning your faculty to determine what people's views are about teaching and learning. That can certainly be done online. And presenting information back to your professoriate. And also, um, one of the elements that uh, I didn't get to speak to is one of the uh, forces, I think, that helps to make a culture of teaching and learning happen is you've got to have support from higher-up administration. They, they have to be uh, amongst, amongst their faculty in agreement in terms of putting time energy, effort, resources uh, towards this. And so um, I think the, the, the process of, um, of being able to act on some of those results has been a good one. Yeah, and I think that this, you know, kind of what you're finding about being aware of what your teaching culture is and even taking the time to ask that question is important. But, um, you know, and Brian's pointing out from from the pandemic, we're being forced to ask that question, right? How is teaching going? Because you know, it, it really blew up our 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 safe system and forced us to rethink. And um, I would hope, you know, based on what you're saying and based on what you found about communication supporting that teaching and learning culture that this type of communication will continue even after you know if if we're back on campus in the in the way we used to be and um having those conversations and getting um higher ups involved i think that something that has come out of this is it's really put teaching at the forefront of stuff that we're doing at the university it's almost it's almost um like you can individually be motivated to be an excellent instructor, um, work on your teaching practices, work on your content and delivery. But when you include the term culture in that, in that, in that uh, equation, well, the culture means that you're bringing together people to all do this together and to discuss and come up with new ideas and, and new ways of, of teaching and learning. I think that's, there are some excellent instructors that just want to work by themselves. But I think when we form a culture around this and culture means a group of people, um, you're going to get a really rich environment where they are discussing new ideas and moving it forward. Knowing that um, that's really interesting about the individual versus teaching culture, because I, I do see a lot of really passionate individuals in our role at CTL. We're not often integrated into the larger culture. So unless a, a group or team asks us to come out, we don't often see that. But um, can you tell me a bit more about what excellence in a teaching culture might look like? Well, we actually, um, as a part of the interviews, we did uh, develop a standard uh, or a definition, I suppose, of what teaching and learning um, and a culture of teaching and learning was considered to be. And that was, um, first of all, that there's a positive culture of teaching and learning that can result in improved student student learning and engagement. 
that uh, developing a positive culture of teaching and learning is something that's continuous and ongoing. It doesn't just, you don't just do it and stop. It's continual and growing. And that, um, that a positive teaching, a, a positive culture of teaching and learning facilitates more reflective teaching and creates opportunities for um, awards for, for excellence in teaching, for example. And so um, those were some of the, the uh, definitions that we, that evolved out of the interviews about what a culture of teaching and learning is. And we can see that reflected in the literature as being as those being some of the characteristics. So it sounds like there there is an understanding of what that might look like, whether or not that is what's actually happening was a different question, right? And that's where you saw the division. That's where we that's where the division uh, evolved. Yeah. So what now? I mean, you you have this great information about teaching and culture. Um, how does your team intend to use it? What happened soon after um, this initiative is that the professoriate at the Faculty of Extension, we were reassigned to positions throughout the university. So we all got disbanded. And so it didn't, uh, certainly didn't create an environment that would uh, foster any culture of teaching and learning amongst that group. And so uh, that doesn't mean that it's all for naught. I think uh, certainly I did a lot of learning. Uh, Brian did a lot of learning. I think there was learning on the part of our working group. Um, I think individuals that were interviewed, the interview process was a highly reflective process on their own teaching. And so there were some positives that came out of it and not necessarily kind of at the end of the process. I think during there were um, some touchstone rewards. So most of my work, I'm still with the Faculty of Extension, um, and most of my work is with the continuing professional education instructors or CPE instructors. So these instructors are mainly contract. They may teach once or twice a year, and so they usually don't have a stronger relationship with the faculty and with other um, educators in their programs. Now, not saying that they aren't invested in the teaching excellence. We have many fantastic teachers delivering our courses. But as a full-time professor, I think there's more opportunity to connect with the others, to exchange ideas, to talk about developments in their fields, and to discuss teaching best practices. We've explored different ways to try to um, develop a stronger teaching and learning culture within our CPE instructors. And we've tried things like mini conferences, online uh, and in-person workshops, newsletters, the development of working groups on specific projects. So we've had some success in these initiatives, initiatives and we continue to work on it now, because we think it's important and more importantly, the instructors have also said that it's important to have stronger connections to the faculty and with others. So in essence, what they are saying, it's important to develop some kind of 
culture of teaching and learning in the faculty. So we're trying all of these different um, uh, these different initiatives and hoping that yeah they are going to feel a part of something um, something bigger in the faculty of extension. So we will continue on working with that. And a lot of the lessons that, that we took from doing the interviews with the professoriate and faculty, we use those with our um, with our planning as well. So it's been really useful. On that note, I do want to thank um, Kyle and Brian for joining us and talking to us about teaching and learning culture. And I sincerely want to thank you for contributing to improving teaching and learning at the U of A. Um, it's really important that we have people like you out there getting this message out and and put not pushing but and bringing teaching to the people who are on the ground. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Ellen. Yeah. And as usual, our Teaching Plus listeners, if you have any questions or would like more information about anything that has been talked about in this podcast, you can find more information at ctl.ualberta.ca or send us an email at ctl.ualberta.ca. Thank you for listening to Teaching Plus. This Teaching Plus podcast is created by the University of Alberta Center for Teaching and Learning team. For more information on any of our services, please find us online at ctl.ualberta.ca. Until next time, keep tweaking your teaching.